Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, Donnie Blanchard, brought to you in part by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. And welcome to another edition of the world-famous Carolina Contractor Show. My name is Eric Smith. Across from me, Donnie Blanchard. Welcome back, Donnie. Good to be here, sir. Always is. And you want to know, what is the Carolina Contractor Show all about? Well, it's about your house, the roof, crawl space if you have one, the inside, the outside, you have a question or concern about your house, we talk about those things. Maybe you're one of those DIYers and you like to fix stuff around your house. We love talking about that. And we have all sorts of stuff that we we tend to hit topics. And, and today's topic, we'll get to a little bit later, is about models. Remodels. Remodeling. Oh, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm completely disappointed with Way more interesting. Now. But if you go to the website first, you'll get details on what we're talking about. TheCarolinaContractor.com. We got a Facebook link there. And we've also got a place where you can ask questions about your house. So say you are a DIYer and you have a question about how to uh, dehumidify your house or maybe a roof repair Mm -hmm. or something to look for that you think might be damaged. Go ahead and submit that question. There's an Ask the Contractor button. And Donnie is a a general contractor, so he has a lot of experience, can answer these questions if we have time today. Yep. Hey, before we get started, I wanted to mention that uh, we had some really good news this week. The prices of lumber, like we referenced, I guess, three or four shows ago, Mm -hmm. they seem to be uh, really taking a nosedive. And I know everybody out there is just kind of waiting for that to happen because we get so many questions about what's going on. And um, yeah, I think the price per board foot is down under $500, where when we discussed it four or five weeks ago, we talked about it had reached an all-time high of over $1,600 per board foot. So um, I'd say that it's going to continue to drop a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think it, and my guess is it's going to stabilize somewhere around that $400 per board foot mark. And to give you an example, when you hear it, when it's bought in bulk, it might not make sense, but we did a little bit of time machine. OSB, this is one example, a four by eight sheet of OSB at, uh, was it Lowe's you looked at? Yeah. Right now, here we are in the, in the middle, late August, was fifteen fifty a sheet, and you said from your experience, Donnie, what it was back in March, April. It was up as much as high as forty five dollars a sheet. All right, so we can fairly say the price has dropped sixty percent. Right now, speaking of big box stores, I don't know if you have the Lowe's app on your phone. I do. Yep. Okay, I like the Lowe's app. And by <laughs> the way, for full disclosure, Lowe's is not a sponsor of this show, but you should be. So the Lowe's app I like because you can see prices, but you can also see inventory. We've talked about building decks and, and trying to find wood, especially during the pandemic. And the problem was not only the price, it was the availability of wood. Right. To find enough wood just to redo your deck was difficult. Well, I love the app because if you find your local Lowe's store on the app, it'll not only show you the price of something you're looking at, it'll show the amount of inventory. It makes it much easier to plan ahead and see what your prices are going to be. But thankfully, again, the prices of lumber have started to drop. And that really kind of dovetails into today's discussion, which is remodeling. Is there a common time of year for people to remodel? I just think this time of year uh, is very unique. And we we said this several weeks ago on the show I just mentioned, but I feel like between now and the end of the year, it's going to be a real sweet spot, especially Mm -hmm. if you have to finance the project. Uh, The Federal Reserve announced that there's going to be two interest rate hikes next year. They didn't announce when, but um, I think that with lumber being affordable again and the interest rates being low, I don't know that we'll ever see this time like this again. So, And it's interesting that lumber shot so high that inflation has had no effect on it. Right. It's just nosedive, whereas, you know, grocery store items, cars, availability of things like that are still just being killed. Yep. But lumber is very available. And I'm assuming a lot of the things that would go with it, mm-hmm. screws and 
and accessories to build things are probably low priced too. Well, the inventory is the key with those. And I'm just going to speak from a commercial roofing standpoint. When we do our membrane roofs, uh, the first thing that goes down is the insulation board that you glue the membrane to. Mm-hmm. So uh, the screws and plates for that are are not uh, readily available oh, anymore. Okay. As a matter of fact, the ma- the manufacturers are making some pretty big concessions because they always say you have to use all of our product to qualify for the 20-year warranty on the membrane. But now uh, they're making some big-time exceptions to that because uh, you can't find screws and plates anymore. Once again, an example of why on the Carolina Contractor Show, it's nice to have a general contractor. Usually I'd be making a smart-ass joke right now about that. <laughs> But it's really true because as I'm just the average Joe, you have inside information on things like that that right. a lot of people wouldn't even realize. I feed off of you too because uh, you and your family are like my target market. So works yeah, out works exactly. out both ways. I'll have you over for dinner sometime. <laughs> All right. So let's dive into this. So you've said it's a sweet spot to drive yep. in for remodeling. Right. The main pe- reason I think people want to remodel is for themselves. They like something, right. but that ROI. Right. So... Let's tie those together. Yeah. Uh, well, so a lot of people don't remodel because they look at their house like an expense and not necessarily like, like an investment. And if you really want to look at the big picture of all the things that you own, your house is probably your number one appreciating asset. You know, cars and everything, they don't do anything but lose value. And uh, your house is, is always going to be worth more than it was last year. So uh, I just really feel like it, it's a good place to start on your own house. And people say, well, you know, I don't know if if I renovate my kitchen or remodel my kitchen, rather, I don't get all that money back. And right now, with the price of houses being so high and the mm-hmm. demand being so high, this is probably the closest I've ever seen to the investment matching uh, the return. So um, what I'm going to get into today is we're going to talk a little bit about um, – uh, how to do some of these things yourself. And I'm not trying to talk myself out of a job, but maybe even be your own general contractor. Mm-hmm. So you get started, you've mm-hmm. made a decision, I'm going to remodel. Right. What do you do next? Donna? Well, um, a good place to start is uh, by getting online and looking at this thing called a cost versus value report. So cost versus value report is something in my industry that everybody knows about. But when I mention it, everybody says, huh, I had no idea about that. And what this cost to value report is, is Basically, this report goes on there and it goes line item by line item and it talks about the investment for, uh, say, a garage door replacement. And then it tells you the return on that investment, which is, you know, I think around 80 percent. So if you Mm -hmm. spend two grand on a garage door, it only adds sixteen hundred to the value of your house. And uh, what I would do is, is look around your house and maybe make a list of the things that you would like to do and then get on this cost of value report and just look at it. Uh, the one thing that everybody should be aware of, this cost of value report assumes that you're hiring a pro to do all these things. What we're going to talk about today is some of the things you can do yourself, um, not even necessarily doing it yourself, but cutting the contractor out of it. If you've only got three or four trades, uh, that garage door replacement, like I mentioned, if mm-hmm. you're doing that in a kitchen, then you know you would just call a cabinet person and a garage door company, and there's no reason to pay an extra 20 to 30% to a contractor to make those phone calls um, unless you just don't have any contacts and you want somebody to oversee it and you've got more money than you do sense. It just doesn't make any sense to do that. Where this cost of value goes out the window and the ratios aren't correct is if you can do what I said and, and get some of these things done yourself. Where this could bite you is um, right now, it just doesn't seem to be a lot of qualified subcontractors. And in terms of uh, somebody that's competent, if you do take on one of these projects, I would definitely interview the person, say, hey, can I go look at some of your work that you have? And I think what's really driving this is there's an increased demand for these subcontractors because of the housing boom right, right. now. So they uh, make more money doing that. They do. And it's taken me, you know, 15, 20 years to refine my subcontractor base to the way it is right now. But 
I know who's who all uh, is the who's who around town. I know who does the best work. I know who's affordable. I know who doesn't pay their bill at the supply house kind of thing. And mm-hmm. um, when you weed out all the bad people and it, it, it's just not something that you can do overnight. The sub base that I started with 15 years ago didn't look anything like the guys I have today. But, um, you know, uh, when I call these guys because I do have a relationship, I guess that is the advantage to having a contractor is you get the best people and they jump. But if, like I said, garage doors, things that are just kind of run-of-the-mill trades, you you can't go wrong trying to tackle some of these yourself. And while I'm on that note, um, one of the recipes for a disaster now is that there's all these new products out there, and you have to be certified, trained, and maybe get a couple of jobs under your belt before you actually do a good job with some of these new products. But unskilled labor, uh, new people are getting into this that really shouldn't be doing it, and they don't do the appropriate training and um, that could really bite somebody in terms of, um, you know, a brand new product. And the uh, the guy that's doing it is not one of these folks that's been out there for 30 years mm-hmm. doing it. So he's just not going to adapt. Um, the good news is there are more resources than we've ever had to learn from. You know, YouTube and the Internet just about Preach. has everything. So um, it's almost one of those things when somebody says, I don't know how to do that. Well, that's an excuse. Now's a good time to get into uh, uh, construction. We talked about this. Kids, if if you're in uh, junior high or high school, mm-hmm. construction, general contracting, general trades like that, you can make a lot of money in a few years yep. by by focusing on those subjects. Let's talk about construction for someone who's interested in it. Right. No secret that I'm a big proponent of uh, young folks doing something with their hands. Uh, there just aren't a lot of folks out there that are even interested in that anymore. And I think there'll be a day when folks from my age uh, and 20 years younger than me will be able to just name their price. Not that yeah. I would do that, but there just aren't going to be folks out there qualified to do this. But uh, right now is a very unique time. I don't think that there's been a period in, in our lifetime uh, better than right now to get into construction. So if that's something that you've always thought about as a maybe a career change or you're younger and you want to figure out what you like, um, I don't know if you remember the lady who sent a question in weeks back, but I said, hey, she said, should I get into welding and specific yeah. trades? I said, no, go general. And you know, just kind of figure out construction as a whole and then narrow down your focus after that. But going into a specific trade, I don't know, is the, is the exact right thing. Like, hey, you're 18 years old and you want to be an electrician, you know, maybe take some general construction classes and then something else might trigger. That's right, trigger. because if you know a lot about general contracting, then you can go specific into welding, but you'll know who right. you're working with and things that you'll have to deal with that might affect that position, whether it's right. welding or, or plumbing or HVAC. So exactly. great advice. Well, so if you're a person who is going to take the dive and, and remodel your own house and just to see what you can what you can do, and if you screw it up, it's yours, mm-hmm. you can redo it. You know, that's a good place to start is on your own house. But uh, the reason I, I say this and then try to uh, steer folks this way is uh, even though materials and labor costs are both up, uh, the gap between the cost and the returns is wider than it's ever been. So if it costs you $30,000 to remodel your house, you know, you're, uh, if you were to sell that house after the remodel or say you did a flip and spent thirty grand, uh, the amount that you're going to make, you know, say you could make, uh, you spent thirty and you made ten. Well, now you're pretty much doubling your money. So uh, the houses are just going for insane dollar amounts right now, and why not take advantage of it? I'm amazed at, and just right here around greater Raleigh area, just how much more things cost than just a few counties over. And um, it seems like uh, obviously the land is a lot more, the houses are a lot more. And uh, you go one county over, the price per square foot drops 20 to $30. You go another county over from there and it drops another 20 to $30. So um, some of the houses we've uh, priced in this area, we seem to be really, really competitive because uh, some of my subcontractors are from the next county over. So that's really yeah. advantageous. As everybody knows, I live a couple of counties east. I live in Wilson. And if we took my house and put it on any lot in Raleigh, 
Right. You know, I'd be cashing in. I'd sell that puppy without thinking about right. it because of that same cost of living is so much higher, just 40 miles in the other direction. For sure. All right. So uh, as you talked about, even though um, it's hard to find labor and stuff and, and, and things like that, it's still a good time to remodel. Yeah. And as long as you plan ahead. So what kind of houses are the best candidates for a remodel? This probably goes without saying, but older houses, because they need uh, a lot of fixing up. I mean, a house that's 10 years old that you know, had a family that didn't take care of it in there. Of course, that's a, a candidate, but that's kind of like a facelift project. You know, it's all just cosmetic stuff. And remember, we just did that show on house, what about my house from the 80s. 80s you can yep. find that on the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. And we talked about those yep. type of things. Well, um, one thing that I'm seeing is older homes and houses in the country uh, or just county areas are uh, way more popular. And the reason being is so many people are being allowed to work from home now. And that's uh that's to their advantage. And they say, hey, why would I live close to this office in the city when I can go on 10 acres and, you know, have a nice view and, and work from home? Uh, that's not for everybody. But, um, you know, buying something in the original condition is definitely the way you're going to get the best deal right now. Even though prices are up, you know, you could find a fixer upper. And as long as it's not a structural issue, that kind of gets into the territory of needing to hire a general contractor. But uh, we mentioned on that show about buying a house in the '80s that the, these old houses have good bones. Mm-hmm. The lumber that the the lumber that goes into those houses for the framing, um, it was grown so much slower than what we have today. It's actually superior to a, what would be in a brand new house. So, right. Um, you know, and and another thing, even though wood is coming down, it's still more expensive than it was. And in a remodel, in most situations, as long as it's not structural. Uh, remodels don't have a lot of wood replacement. So, you know, mm-hmm. the things that are really expensive and up in price right now are things that you don't have to upgrade in most remodels. All right, Donnie, earlier in the show about remodeling, you talked about finding subcontractors and, and hiring people to do it, mm-hmm. or you could do it yourself. Where do you draw the line or what advice do you have where people need to think, I should hire a pro or a contractor or I can do this myself? Um, well, like I just mentioned, anything structural uh, is going to require you to hire a general contractor. Uh, if anything gets into um, plumbing, mechanical, and electrical, the three license trades that go into a house, I would highly advise getting a contractor to oversee all those folks. Now, if it's just one trade, like getting your heating and air changed out, you don't need a contractor to oversee that. But if you get into the territory that you're going to have to run new plumbing lines, you're going to have mm-hmm. to add new supplies, maybe a new return uh, is the heating and air system sized adequately for the square footage that you want to add or renovate? All those things should be taken into consideration. But um, permitting process, yeah. if that scares a lot of people off. By the way, uh, next week we're having an inspector in, and we're going to talk about how to pull residential permits, what you need to know before you go fill out the permit application. And uh, it's a lot more to it than you realize. And um, you know, a lot of contractors are familiar with that process. But uh, really what you want to do is stand back and say, hey, what I'm going to do to this house, is that going to ready this house for another 40 to 50 year life cycle? So if nothing's been done to that house in 40 years, you know, you want to plan for getting it ready for the next 40 years. And, um, you know, after all that, if it's, it's nothing structural, no plumbing, mechanical, electrical, or minimal, then I think that, um, you know, trying to do this yourself is, is how you're going to get the biggest return. And, uh, I don't, like I said, don't want to talk myself out of a job, but I do feel like People are a lot more capable. If you're one of these people who are detail-oriented and you know what looks right, then I think you'll surprise yourself with how well you would do. If you've never owned a home or you're a new homeowner, Mm -hmm. you will become a DIYer just by requirement because you can't afford to pay to fix every single thing. That's it. And that's a great way to learn, like you said, sometimes on your own house. If you decide to to do this now, you've said, I'm going to remodel something. Let's start with step number one. What should you do? Um, I'd say put it on paper, you know, mm-hmm. make a list for the things that you would like to do. And 
and then maybe narrow that list down to what's realistic and what you think is within your capability. Um, the next thing I would say, of course, is, is get a budget. So it, it's, it may take a little while, but you can uh, have some folks out to your house to look at each task and, and just get pricing from everybody. And then I guess that will dictate whether or not you want to pay out of pocket or pull a home equity loan or just get financing. And I always advise folks to go ahead and qualify for what you can qualify for, especially with the interest rates being low. Mm-hmm. And even if you have extra money after the project's over and you choose to take that at this really low interest rate, um, you know, you can pay off some other things or, you know, maybe do a little more on the remodel than you had initially planned. And, um, you know, we did the quick math on that. And when the interest rates, even if they go up one point and say you do a major remodel, $100,000, okay. that one point hike next year when they raise the interest rates is going to equate to about twenty to 25000 in the big picture of uh, paying that loan off. Very good. All right. So um, you've got it written down paper. You got yep. your budget. Maybe you've secured your financing. Next yeah, step. Um, prioritize the project. I think that uh, just knowing what needs to come first. A lot mm-hmm. of people say you've got drywall damage and stains on your ceiling or um, you know, say you've got a crack in the drywall on the wall that maybe resulted from a foundation issue. You know, you don't want to fix that drywall without fixing the foundation issue. Yep. And if you've got spots on your ceiling, you don't want to fix the drywall and repaint the ceilings if you have a roof issue. So uh, we always tell people, and of course, um, owning a roofing company, they I'm going to advise you to get a roof, but you really do need to start with, from the top down. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, the roof warranties we have now at 50 years, once you get that roof on, that's um, that, that's not something you're going to have to worry about probably for the rest of your lifetime. So yeah, and that 50 year warranty from GAF can be transferred once. Right. Nice. I'm glad you dropped that in there. But uh, another thing I would check for, if you're going to do any kind of demolition, you know, we, we said this on the 80s show a few weeks ago mm-hmm. that, um, covering yourself to make sure that you're not getting, getting into any lead paint or asbestos. Those are two big things with old houses that need to be addressed before you dive in. And the price for, uh, the asbestos abatement, it just basically quadruples, what you would spend if you were just going to pay some laborers to do that. And but, quick review, you can yeah. buy testing kits yep. for those things, correct? Yes, sir. Big box stores generally have those 20 bucks, $25, and uh, they'll tell you what you need to know. And if you do get a positive uh, test result, then, of course, you've got to call in the big boys that are qualified with the insurance. And I don't advise anybody to try to get into that stuff because it really can have some long-term uh, harmful health uh, results. So I'd definitely say. not a DIY type thing. Don't <laughs> Don't get out of shop back and say, I'll no. get rid of this asbestos no. myself. Yeah. And if you do have asbestos, we did a show. I hate to keep referencing all these no. past shows, but the asbestos show we did about a year ago, mm-hmm. I learned a lot from that show because I had no idea that, you know, uh, the asbestos getting inside of your your body could just stick around for so long and, um, you know, that could affect you 20 years down the road. And speaking of past shows that we keep referencing, if you go to thecarolinacontractor.com, you can download those shows. We got the, the, uh, the podcast set up so you can go back in the time machine what are we, do we have like, we're well over a hundred shows, yeah, aren't we? That's yeah, crazy to is. think about. Actually this month, um, when I was coming up the elevator, it, it dawned on me that it's August. And so the show got started in August of 2018 and we're three years running. Wow. We didn't, and no birthday cake or presents or anything. <laughs> I'll bring it next time. All right. We'll do that. But again, if you go to the website, you can find those past shows and, and hit a mm-hmm. subject like you talked about right. asbestos and things like that. All mm-hmm. right. So we've covered, uh, if you're going to do demoing or if yeah. you maybe should have someone else do it. What's next? Yeah, on I wanted this to mention reno. something else. If you mm-hmm. if you demo and you're opening up a wall anywhere, I always I'm I'm a big advocate for putting a chase in. So uh, meaning uh, you could either build a chase in a corner, or you could run a three or four inch pipe that would extend all the way to the attic down to the crawl space or the basement. And this kind of preps you for anything in the future. I know that uh, what just ten years ago we had phone lines running all That's through our right. house, and now we don't have uh, we have a bunch of empty jacks. And um, same I, with the. Uh, uh, cable. Yeah. With smart TVs running off Wi-Fi, you exactly. don't have cable running through the house. Yeah. 
coax so, is obsolete almost. So, um, but it is good to have that option because maybe it'll sure. come back. <laughs> um, but yeah, throw a chase inside of that wall if you're going to open it up. Um, another thing is is really look at your windows. That's one of those big ticket items that if you're going to get financing for this project and do some other things, I would go ahead and do the windows if they're older than ten years. You know, the the new energy code dictates that even the cheapest window now is far superior to what they had a decade ago. And um, I guess the last thing I'll say is always upgrade your insulation. So put a line item in there for that. If you're going to do anything with drywall or anything under the house and you're already going to have work going on in those areas, Mm -hmm. uh, it is a no-brainer to go ahead and get at least an R38 overhead. I'm a fan of the blown-in cellulose. Um, I always say that if you're going to get an R38, go ahead and do an R44, which will probably be the code in 10 years from now. But um, it's cheap to add an extra six inches of insulation is really uh, peanuts in terms of what it's going to save you on your utilities. All right. Uh, that is, so if you're thinking about remodeling your home, this is a good time to do it. And we'll have a lot of information up on the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. And Donnie, can you believe this? We might have time to get in a couple of questions that listeners yeah. sent. If you have a question, just go to that same website, thecarolinacontractor.com. Click on the button that says, ask the contractor. That goes to Donnie, who is a general contractor. We're not going to waste time. We're jumping right into this. Let's go. Question number one, what's the best way to get rid of the mold on the north side of my house? Depends on if you are a DIY person, but if you want to hire a pressure washer, I would say be ready because it's about a $300 minimum charge for them to show up. And if you do the north side, you might as well do the whole thing. And mm-hmm. I think that would go well beyond. But if you want to do it yourself, um, one thing to know is that the chemicals that are specifically made to kill mold are basically just a fancy package on some diluted bleach. And uh, the cheap bleach that you buy, uh, I would dilute that. I would go four parts water to one part bleach in the mixture and... Um, Also, another thing to know, if you have a pressure washer at your house, uh, you have to use less than 600 PSI, and that is per the manufacturer requirements for for most vinyl siding, which is what the algae grows on on the north side. But uh, make sure that you don't use too much pressure and make your own bleach. And if you have a pressure washer that you can adjust that the PSI, that's great. But if you don't look on it, there should be a label somewhere that lists what's the, if it's a one level PSI machine, it'll tell you what it is. Also, be careful. Know what siding you have. Yeah. Because if you have vinyl siding or, or traditional siding, or if you have something horrible like masonite, you hit it with a pressure washer <laughs> at like 20 crumble. PSI, it's going to blow up and, <laughs> and your house will crumble. So be aware of that. All right. Question number two. We're building soon and wanted your take, Donnie, on the Zip System versus Tyvek UDL. Um, zip System. If people have been driving around since plywood's been so high, You'll see a lot of houses have green siding, green roof, and um, actually it's supposed to be a brown roof, but I think people are just using whatever they can get their hands on. Mm-hmm. And it seems that um, uh, Huber, who is the uh, who makes the zip system, it seems like they were just on their toes and they had a really good supply of that. So a lot of folks are, are doing the zip system now. Uh, personally, I'm not a fan. Um, the reason is that uh, when you put the zip system up there, basically it's a coated plywood or coated OSB with a uh, waterproofing agent, but uh, the negative thing that I think is uh, not good is that they tape all the joints. So when mm-hmm. you put all these pieces of coated plywood together and you tape the joints, you're basically at the mercy of, what, was that plywood perfectly clean before the tape went on? Um, what When that gets covered, is the tape going to stay in place kind of right. thing? And um, I just don't like that versus the um, the Tyvek and is uh, the house wrap that most people see. And Tyvek was a big name, you know, 20 years ago, and there's all sorts of other products. But um Tyvek, uh, and I think it's advantageous because it's vapor permeable, meaning if water gets behind the walls, uh, it can get out of that Tyvek. So Tyvek will allow water out, but not water in, if that Good. makes sense. Um, always important to put the Tyvek on uh, right side up. 
Um, it can be put on upside down, but not sideways, as crazy as that sounds. If you look at it uh, up close, you can see these grooves, and it's really important for the grooves to run vertical for it to be watertight like it's supposed to. But uh, the reason I like it, it's all positive laps. So you start at the bottom, and the next piece of Tyvek goes over that. And it just, uh, I'm a positive lap guy because of the roofing flashing background. But, um, you know, the the fact that the zip system doesn't have any positive laps is a little scary. It's a newer product. It's been around for 10 years or so. But I just don't think it's had enough time to show any negative uh, impacts that it may have. Um, important to know, too, if you do Tyvek, know what kind of siding you're going to eventually put over top of that. In other words, there's a different type of Tyvek for stucco than there is for cedar siding and mm-hmm. et cetera. All right. Look at that. We actually got a couple questions. And if you is have one, it? go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. Click on that Ask the Contractor button and let Donnie take care of it. And we'll try to do more of those questions next week. But don't stop turning them in. And if you have uh, questions about what we talked about today, remodeling your house, we'll get the information up there. And just be thankful that, at least for right now, some lumber prices are coming down and, and making it easier to do some fall projects. But you got to plan ahead on those things and budget ahead and do a little DIY at your house. It's a great thing to do, and it, and it always feels good when you have a, a project that you've completed yourself. Again, you want to learn more about the show, go to the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. Next week, we're going to have an in-house inspector in, correct, Donnie? Yes, sir. All right. So tune in for that. You want to learn about how to pull permits and just general information about house inspections. And that will be next week on the Carolina Contractor Show. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show, presented by SureTop Roofing. Learn more and submit your questions at thecarolinacontractor.com. Your roof is the most important part of your home. Make sure you're protected with SureTop Roofing. We're locally owned, operated, and have been proudly serving Alamance County for the last decade. Plus, we offer a 50-year warranty on our shingles and 10 years on labor. If you're a veteran, ask us about our Roofs for Troops rebate program. Visit SureTopRoofing.com and listen to our weekly radio show at thecarolinacontractor.com. SureTop Roofing, we've got you covered.